0: Hey, 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 you guys. We're so excited to have another special guest here on Black Canvas. We have Mr. Taylor Stoma. If you guys have not heard of Taylor before, this is going to be a great introduction. He is a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and producer born and raised in the great city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. When he's not performing, you can find him in his backyard woodworking, off riding his bike, kayaking. and Add his other passion, video production, where he directs, edits, and animates a multitude of genres of video, with his company Blue Cassette, and day job launch media. All of these things inform his songwriting skills just as much as the wide spectrum of musical inspirations from genres such as folk, Midwest emo, reggae, contemporary jazz, progressive rock, classic rock, classical fusion, funk, and many variations of world music. While you can hear hints of Joni Mitchell, Radiohead, Punch Brothers, David Crosby, Elliot Smith, Taylor's sound is very much his own. He's a visionary composer, fantastic guitarist, and a captivating singer. To top it off, and he style utterly his own stoma songs often stories that wonder and wander through questions we all face. Please make sure you guys check out his debut EP, Stoma, on all platforms and stay tuned for the release of his solo album, Between My Eyes, which is set to be released in August of 2022, where he explores a much wider world of uh, (laughs) instrumentation And not to mention, having written, performed, recorded, and mixed every song himself. This is truly a DIY success story. And though these are technically savvy and musically thoughtful songs, they are simple in their way of being songs that stick with you through the day. Taylor loves to hear from his fans and encourages them to reach out over social media. And we thank you so much, Taylor, for being here on Black Canvas. We really appreciate you being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's going to be, I know this is going to be a good convo, so I'm excited.
0: Well, I'm excited, too. I'm sorry you guys got a little tongue-tied, but that's all right. We all know what what I was saying. (laughs) And that happens sometimes when you go through a bio, you guys, we kind of talk about a lot of things because Taylor's accomplished a lot in his career. And so this is great that we get to talk first about the making of his album so can you tell us about what has gone into the making of this album that will be coming out soon
1: yeah sure um so um as you talked about in the bio for a second i do have an ep um available um, on all the platforms that i recorded a few years ago um and that was a little bit of a different process since i had um someone else uh, uh playing the drums on it playing bass uh and also mixing and mastering this, this album, I, I did it all myself. So um, a lot of these songs were written. I mean, all these songs are written over, I kind of cherry picked them over the past uh, seven or eight years or so um, just to really try to try to put something out into the world that I felt like truly represented kind of what I was capable of. So this was this was, really more of a cathartic sort of album for me to make and um it's just funny that now i'm about to put it out i'm like oh god this thing actually i (laughs) this might actually be kind of cool like i i i was just kind of making it you know um and now that it's like a real kind of palpable thing um i'm really excited to hear and see people's reactions i hope um if anyone hears it you know Um that's kind of where I'm at though. This is this is a fun thing for me and I just uh I just just want to yeet it out into the universe.
0: Well I I think it sounds great. Taylor gave me actually a sneak peek to listen to the music and the second song for sure. I really felt connected to it and I was like, Oh, I like this. And I like the vibe of it because I can tell in your voice, you almost have a Freddie Mercury vibe to the way that you perform. Um as far as your, your tone of your voice. And I just love just the, the intros, outros. I think that's so important when you're transitioning from one song to the next to feel like it is collaborative and how the music relates to the voice. So I thought, in my opinion, I thought it sounded pretty good.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. That, that song you're talking about definitely holds the most weight for me on the album. It, uh, I wrote it at a very tumultuous time in my life, and it was kind of a breath of fresh air, kind of an epiphany I was having a positivity and so that that's the song that came out
0: well i loved it i I, it was really it put a smile on my face so if a song does that i think that's amazing
1: man if i if i died tomorrow i'd be happy knowing that it put a smile on someone's face
0: all right (laughs) we don't want them die you guys but we love that (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) all right so i got another fun question for you so if you could have any musician tagged along with you on tour for one month who would you choose
1: Man, I thought about that one and I was thinking in my like my close-knit group of friends, but I mean, do you I mean, does it matter if it's anyone on planet Earth?
0: Anyone you choose. You you can choose whoever works with best for you that you want to go on tour with.
1: Man, I would say I would be <laughs> in a perfect world if Chris Feely were to want to step down off of his cloud and join me on Earth uh to <laughs> to tour or not, you know what, just to play some music, uh I would I would be elated. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Thiele. He um, plays in multiple groups from, he has like roots. And do you, are you familiar with Chris Thiele at all? I, I haven't heard of him, but can you tell me more about him? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, so his popular group, I guess his main group you, you might say is uh, called the punch brothers. Uh, he's a mandolin player, virtuosic, all that jazz started whenever he was really young uh, playing bluegrass. Um, and technically punch brothers is a bluegrass um, uh, arrangement. Uh, in, in its instrumentation, but it is very much not bluegrass. I mean, it has roots in, like, Americana, uh, but also roots in, like, modern indie rock music. And I, I know they're big fans of Radiohead. They do a cover of a few Radiohead songs. Uh, so you can kind of hear all that mixing into it. And that's what's so interesting about it. But um, aside from from that, he just, I appreciate his view of music and, or his view of songwriting, really. I mean, I, I've learned a lot and felt kind of a, a kindred Uh, attraction to him uh, in the way that he writes or like his philosophy of writing music in the balance of head and heart. Um, Meaning like the technicality that might come from running scales all day um, mixed in with just what feels good. Like just, you can't replicate something that just feels good. And so He is, uh, I've always wanted to sit in a room with him, and I know a lot of people do, but always wanted to sit in a room and and just just noodle with him, even though he would just blow me out the water. My my man can do 30-second notes at, you know, 235 BPM. I I just don't even know what's happening. But anyways, uh, that would be my guy, Chris Deeley.
0: Well, if I were to think of someone, I I will go between a couple of artists. Like, Anita Baker, of course, is just a voice, like no one could ever recreate and when i think of musicians they don't have to play an instrument i feel like her voice to me Mm. is an instrument to me and i just love her um travis barker love him as well Mm. um trying to think some other people it's hard i mean it's a lot of people i I would really have to really look at the list
1: it's difficult yeah it's difficult they they all hold a special little place and you're like you know your musical bones. I mean, it's like someone asking you, what's your favorite movie? It's like, oh God, like in what genre, what, you know, what age in
0: my life, uh, you know? But right. Yeah. But that, oh, I, well, I can think of one person, Stevie Wonder. I yeah. Mean, oh, man. I mean, that's just a legend. So, I mean, Stevie Wonder would probably be the number one person I would choose like just to sit down and just see what goes into his creative process. When I just, I remember when I was younger seeing Stevie Wonder play his harmonica and see him playing the piano and just, and his, he just always had a smile on his face, and he just made you feel something. And that, to mm-hmm. me, is the the sign of a great artist. I mean, B.B. B. King is another one. I mean, if he was still, mm-hmm. you know, out making music and around and doing so, I mean, that's another person that I just love, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, we, we can go on all day, but for sure, Stevie Wonder probably be the one I would choose when I'm thinking about it.
1: Man, uh, yes, indeed. Watching videos of him, I mean, and knowing that he could, he that man could play the drums, too. I mean, he was a multi-instrumentalist as well. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen clips of him playing drums, but he's a maniac. Uh,
0: yeah, I've heard that he played it. I've never seen the clips, but I've heard that he could play it.
1: Man, blew my mind. Blew my mind. I mean, you, first of all, you know, you got the guy that is missing a sense that most of us have, but then on top of that, he's just like an absolute virtuoso on multiple instruments. Like, it's just... Overwhelming. And then, like you said, he's got a smile on his face the whole time. Um, truly awesome. Um, <laughs> while you were talking about that, uh, you know, on the other side of that, someone without a smile on their face that I would love to play with would be Elliot Smith. And I mentioned that he is an influence uh, in my bio, but Elliot Smith is like, in my mind, he's like all four Beatles wrapped into one that someone put black eyeliner on. Like, he's <laughs> just like the emo beatle conglomerate like he it just the way that he writes music it just flows and flutters and but it's incredibly sad you know <laughs> he's definitely like you know he's he's the emo daddy <laughs> but, um but yeah man anyways it, um yeah you're right it could just go forever but uh he's he's definitely a talented cat too oh,
0: that's cool now, how do you balance music and your other obligations? So, I know I talked earlier about other things that you participate in, um, as far as being a member of um, the Blue Cassette, a drummer, you know, being an animator and editor of Launch Media Video. Can you tell me how do you balance music and other obligations in your life?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it that that's a balance, that I'm constantly trying to find. Um, I think I've finally kind of started to hone it in a little bit more. Um, but there's also like personal life in that too. You know, what, what, what aspect, what, what of those is work? What of those is a passion? What of those is both work and a passion? And what of those is a work passion and part of your relaxation, <laughs> you know, um, and so, kind of like you said, I mean, my day job, I'm a video editor and I animate. Um, and then on the side, I have my company that we do more creative projects where I like to, I've directed a, a couple things. Um, and that's kind of another aspect of it. But then, you know, of course, I do music and I'm focusing on writing and recording my own stuff. And that's like a monumental task on its own. Um, I think an important, before I, you know, say anything more about that, an important um, kind of bedrock for this conversation is my focus on balance just you know on myself as well because that's where it all kind of has to spring from in order to you know um kind of branch out you have to have kind of that root that base i've now been sober for uh, a little bit over four years and that kind of that was kind of the springboard for me being able to um kind of find the magnifying glass that that would give me that would give me you know they would just allow me to focus in on the right things at the right time and how to do them all together. Um, but your question was about music. Um, uh, I it's a, it's a, it's a passion, but it is a hobby right now. You know, I mean, I played drums in a band and we, we have toured, we just put out an album last year that we worked on for two years. And it, I mean, it truly, you know, it was just a wonderful experience, and we're all just so proud of it. I mean, we, uh, we recorded it at Earthship Records in Baton Rouge um, with Ben Livingston, and uh, he just absolutely was so helpful and professional, and the studio is just like this cool little nook that you would just never expected, expect would be there, but it's just, it's got DIY vibes with like a, like a high-fidelity um execution rate. <laughs> you know, I mean, anyways, so you know that that's the studio. We we did that. Um, so I have that aspect where I'm always I've always kind of got one foot in the professional music world. Um and then my solo stuff I kind of took a little break and just kind of did the drumming and the nocturnal broadcast for a while. And now I'm kind of getting my foot feet back in the fire um with solo stuff. So um You know, there's a lot of time during the day if you know how to, if you know how to section it off. You know, Um, if you know how to keep your energy levels up, you know how to take care of yourself. (laughs) um, You know, and you keep your mind clear and focused. I mean, you know, the 15 hours or whatever, 12 hours a year awake. That's a long time, even if you're working for eight of those um, at your day job. So, uh, doing my best with it. You know, and you know. it, it can't be perfect, but it, I chose to, for my career path to be something that I perceived to be a little bit more stable maybe, <laughs> um, uh, or, you know, more commercial potential um, like video editing um, on purpose. This was the, this was always the plan, you know, to, to have music as like that option. But I'm very excited that it has turned out to be kind of this like 30, 70 balance where like, music is that 30% of my life and I still get to talk about it and manipulate sound in what I do during my day job. So it all informs each other. It's it's all working in tandem, which is really nice and keeps keeps me inspired uh on both ends of that spectrum. So
0: I love that answer. I feel like it, being inspired by what you do and and like you said right now it's a hobby, but like I said we can make anything into careers where that's, it can become lucrative. and But it's about doing what you want to do that puts a smile on your face. And when you wake up in the morning, you feel like, or when you go to sleep at night, you can say, I've done the best. I sh- I've shown up and done something that makes me feel, you know, my purpose is, is being fulfilled to a certain extent. So I, I think that's great. And that's great for our listeners to hear it, especially our younger listeners, that if they're struggling with their passion or maybe they have family members who aren't supporting their dreams, that you can still pursue it you just have to also just be aware of the business side of it and the emotional side and just make sure you can have all those things to match that way you don't feel like you're overwhelmed
1: 100% 100% it is possible it is possible you have to know that you you know it does take that dedication but uh it is possible and just take care of yourself first and foremost your body is your temple you know take care of your mind you know and you can do all those things if if you if you put that first so
0: I 100% agree with that. So I have a fun question for you. And this might be a little harder one, but I think you can handle this one. But if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would you tell your 18-year-old self?
1: Hmm. You know, I know this is supposed to be a fun question, but I would probably tell myself that it's not your fault. (laughs) I had so much guilt on my conscience when I was 18 year old, 18 years old like I, I screwed myself up or I did this. I mean as you, as I told you I'm I'm sober for 4 years now. So I was I was using and drinking and all that kind of stuff, you know. So um you know uh not we don't you know we don't have to talk about that too much, but you know when I was 18 I was very confused. So I would have told myself that it's not your fault, chill out, everything will work out. Just keep on keep on listening to your gut. Just listen to your gut. Your gut always knows. Always. It always knows.
0: But I do want to talk about that for a second. First of all, congratulations on having four years clean and sober. It's not an easy feat. And like I said, working in the field, and I know a lot about addiction and just being around it and experiencing things, I know that it's not easy. And I think that it takes a strong individual to step one, admit that I'm powerless in my life as unmanageable. But when you get to the Mm -hmm. hardest thing is for some people is even getting to step four, because when you're doing your, your actual inventory and you're looking at those experiences that you've gone through, or even Mm -hmm. like step six, uh, which is really difficult for a lot of people looking at cure to defects or step seven. when you're asking your higher power to humbly move your shortcomings, Mm -hmm. those things are really important before you can even get to eight and nine, when you're dealing with, you know, your direct amends and, and, Yeah, and so I want to commend you first
1: for talking
0: about these issues and being brave enough to discuss it, because there's a lot of shame and guilt that's associated with addiction. And especially if you've been genetically predisposed to things based on other family members or if you've had peer pressure that led you to using, or if you didn't know who you were when you were using or coming down from a drug or alcohol when you're going through withdrawal symptoms. You know, you you have to to know Mm. who you are with and without the drugs and alcohol. And so it means a lot that you're able to talk about it. But that means that you're not saying that I'm done. It just says that I have to remind myself what's going on in my life so I don't go back to it. And I always tell people, we all are one step away from doing something that we can regret. But we have to remember what it is that keeps us centered and grounded so that we don't go back to that weird thing 100%
1: 100%. Yeah, that's why they call it recovery, you know, not not being cured. I mean, you know, you're always getting sober is about just trying to become a better person. That's, that's what it is. Like the substance was the trigger that told you that you're not the person that you want to be and the drug or the alcohol is the thing that's filling a void. um, You know, and so once you remove that the void is still there. You just, you got to learn how to fill it in different ways. You got to learn what your little picadillos are. You got to learn, you know, you got to accept yourself. That's what it's all about. It's all about self-acceptance, loving yourself. It's all, you know, ah, woohoo. But like, that is what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Just giving yourself a break um, and just, you know, trying trying to be the person that you've always wanted to be because you can do that. You can do that. And there's information out there and people that can tell you how, you know.
0: I agree. Um, and and that goes back to your your chosen family of people who surround you in the program. If that's something someone's working, um, I'm also um, I'm a LPC, of course, full time, but I'm also a mm. smart recovery facilitator. So um, that's something that's a little bit different mm. than AANACA, you know, all the other um, self-help groups. But, you know, the great thing with smart recovery um, for anyone who wants to check it out. Um, you can check out www.smartrecovery.org. And they talk about, you know, the importance of following a four-point system. And one of the main points that always stands out to me is the building and maintaining motivation. Because we can find motivation in intrinsic and extrinsic ways. But when I know why I'm motivated to do this, then it helps me to cope with urges. It helps me to manage my thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And then I can live a balanced, healthy life. Mm. And those are the four points of, of SMART recovery is it's about knowing how to have self-management and recovery and then train ourselves we can train our minds and we can train other people Mm. how we want to be treated and we can use different modalities like when we talk about rebt rational emotive behavioral therapy cognitive behavioral therapy all those things can be used in conjunction with your recovery so that you don't Mm. feel like you're in it alone like you're more than than your disease and i feel like that's important for you to remember that you know, we need to to acknowledge we have an issue, but to know that you have more for your life than just what you've done.
1: Absolutely. And like, you know, just to kind of all of that reminds me that like the whole thing is like, we use because we're ashamed, we use because we feel guilty, you know, and it's like letting that guilt and that shame go is like, you know, God, man, so powerful. So you know, just love yourself. And, you know, all of those modalities you're talking about, those are all available. And I love that, you know, you, you have that information and those resources available that that sounds incredibly useful. Um, so I'm really, really glad to be talking to you and really, really uh, a little serendipitous that you, you happen to be a part of such programs. I mean, I'm always happy to talk to people and spread the spread the word about what having a having a clear brain can do for you.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you. Till. I I think it's important for us to talk about those things. When you said, hey, I know we're talking about some fun stuff, but, you know, life is about having dark experiences as well. And in order to find joy, you have to go through negative, painful experiences. So in order for us to kind of work through it, hey, you know what, let's talk about it. We don't have to go in depth of what people have done in their addiction. But if we don't actually acknowledge that addiction is still there and it's rampant and that cross addiction can be right around the corner if we're not aware of it. Like that's something we need to always discuss 100% COVID I mean a lot of people who were used to going to meetings or used to socializing Oof, yeah and having to find new ways to interact or or to deal with stress I will tell you one thing a lot yeah. of things that people forget is like suicide numbers were at a higher ratio um domestic violence you know childhood hunger and other things that we wouldn't think would be an issue, but Mm -hmm. you know, you think about it. kids were used to getting food at school and now they're at home and there's things people forget. And so I always try to remind Mm. people that COVID had positive and negative experiences for people, but it's about what do we do moving forward? Now that we're educated and we we've learned some things, what can we do that we can actually connect in a different way?
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, COVID, I mean, I, I I have so much admiration for people who are getting sober during COVID. I mean, being stuck at home with nothing but your thoughts. I mean, I was like, man, you have just, I mean, nothing but respect. Um, and then, yeah, just all the offshoots of everything you just talked about. It's just, it's overwhelming. But, you know, I, I'd like to think we're on the other end of it. And like you said, that like light has been shown on, um, I don't know, some, uh, you know, Uh, more poignant topics, more poignant issues, just human issues. Like, like, um, like you were talking about like kids that are getting food from school and now they're back there, they're home and they they don't have access to that. Like, you know um, so I don't know. I, you know, I, I think all of it has, everything serves its purpose, you know? So as long as we use these quote unquote negative things that are happening in the world or these news, or the darkness, whatever it is, as long as we use those um, to be kind of, you know, books, books of study as to what we want to be getting away from. Um, anything negative in life can turn into a positive thing. It's just, anything negative is just a teacher, you know, and that all is wrapped up in, in, in use too. I mean, in, in drug and alcohol use, you know, I was talking with my parents earlier, I had lunch with them and it's like, you know, I just simply would not be the person that I am if I had never become an addict. I, I would not know what I know now, if I had never done that and I would not trade what I know now for anything. And so, not to say that people should go out and become a drug addict, but saying if you are in that situation, you can become the person that you always thought that you were, or even for me it's like i've i've uh, you know it's come to to light like who I was as a child, you know I feel like i'm a child again, I feel like I've come closer to the core as close to the core of my being as i as i've always wanted to be, and i'm not there yet i'm not there yet, but i'm I'm seeing like that outer glow of the inner core. I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing the the contour of it and, you know, trying to trying to make shape of it. Um, and I hope that that continues for the rest of my life because um, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, you know,
0: all that. Taylor, that's, you spoke some really great words that we needed to hear. And I do believe in that as well. I always say that we go through challenges and we get to choose. You know, if we allow the challenges to defeat us, empower us, and give us the strength to move forward, or if it defeats us, does it become our excuse to go back or wallow in self-pity or do things that we say we never would do? So, you know, I have gone through a lot of negative things in my past, but I always tell people is that it's in the past for a reason. I don't walk backwards. I don't need to look backwards. You know, I walk forward. I can focus on the steps I'm taking, moving in that direction, and there's some people you're going to have to let off on each stop. You know, not everyone's going to go on that ride with you to the end. And it's okay to let people go. And it's okay to let situations go, jobs go, friendships go. It it has to go yeah. where it needs to go. But you don't have to fall back into old patterns or habitual things that can hurt you or be detrimental to your career, your life. And and the people who love you, they'll, they'll yeah. rock with you. They don't have to understand the journey. They don't have to like it but they can love you enough through the pain. And so, yeah, when people make changes in their life and make transitions, you know, a lot of times you're going to deal with negative, you know, or naysayers, you know, waiting for you to fall or trying to take advantage or make you feel like you're not good enough, but you know, they mm. have their own insecurities mm-hmm. they need to work through. If you know where you're going and what you're doing, you don't have to explain it to a person. You do what yep. you need to do for you.
1: One hundred percent. You ain't got to explain it. You just you're doing it for you. You got it, man. That's it. That's it. Um, and positivity is a choice.
0: <laughs> that's true. And I just smile choice. through it. It's not smiling through the pain. It's smiling through the happiness and, and realizing that you can be happy mm. and you can be yourself. And that's OK. And, and, we, and who you are is enough. I think that's something we forget to tell ourselves that who I am in this moment is enough. Yes. And I don't have to pretend and put on this yes. facade to make people appreciate what I actually yeah. bringing to the world.
1: It's an interesting balance between what I am right now is enough and I want to be better. It is an interesting balance because you are enough right now. You are enough. Everything that you want, you can have, but you're enough right now because it's all the only way to move forward is to step on those stones, and the stones are right here. It's the moment. Each moment is the stone you have to step on. So you have to love yourself every moment. You know, it's interesting. It's just an interesting journey. And I won't pretend to be some philosopher on the, on the matter, but I'm still learning myself, man. Four years is, is you know, <laughs> hopefully just a fraction of my sober
0: years, you know. Um, but
1: um, yeah, I there, there's that.
0: always hope. It, you're right. And I always tell people, if you have to only get a 24-hour chip each time, which those one day at a time chips, and you have to continue to collect one each day, if you feel more confident with that instead of counting three months, six months, You'll equal a year. You'll equal two years. And I don't even know you have all these coins. Yes. But it's just reminders that I'm doing the right thing. And at least I'm getting out and, and and being present. And I'm actually able to be sober and present, which is really important.
1: Yes. Yes, indeed. I love that. Get a 24-hour chip every day. Yeah, absolutely. That's the mentality. 100%. That you wake up and you say, today's going to be the best day of my life. And, you know, it might not be. But you go to sleep and you, you didn't have such a terrible day. If you start, you know, I mean, that's that's the way to do it. They, you know, <laughs> I could go forever on this man, but um, I'm really grateful that we were able to talk about this. Cause I didn't know if that, if I was going to mention it, to be honest with you, but it's hard not to, I mean, it's just, it really is just the bedrock for my entire life, <laughs> you know? Um, and if we're talking about music and art, I mean, not to be cheesy, but like that is where light that's those, those stem from an exploration of life. You know, Um, so um, if I'm if I'm writing music from a place of darkness and from and uh, creating from a place of darkness, it can be beautiful. You know, it can be it can be sad or it can be, you know, angry or whatever. Um, uh, And that's just as representative of life. But it's so much nicer to explore what creativity oozes out whenever my my core being is feeling more at peace with itself and that's kind of where i'm at right now um it's just kind of i'm i'm surprising myself with what is coming out of my um you know out of my pen the tip of my pen i'm surprised at what i don't have to think about saying good things or think about s- explaining the the positive things that i'm witnessing or you know my my views of people, my views of the world. So it's just, it's just interesting, you know, without that, that clear mindset, you just can't appreciate things the same way,
0: you know? That's true. Taylor, I'm so glad we got on that conversation as well. So I only have two more questions for you. How can, how can our listeners find you online and what is next for you?
1: Uh, you can find me online. Um, just Google Taylor stoma. Um, I'm on Spotify, Taylor stoma, um, excuse me, Apple music, uh, all, all the platforms. Uh, uh, so that's for my music, uh, for my creative endeavors, my visual visually creative endeavors. Um, you can look up the blue cassette on Instagram. Uh, we have a Vimeo, uh, with our current releases, um, I would suggest if you're really interested, um, our kind of biggest to date, you know, the, the, the project that we put our hearts, our souls, our physical well being, frankly, into, um, is a music video that we did for a band, local band in Baton Rouge called baby in the nineties soon to be not local. Um, truly incredible talent. Um, Mookie Darden lead singer is, has an an, and the voice of an actual angel. Uh, but they're just all brilliant musicians. Um, did a music video for them. It's called uh, for their song "Possibilities," and uh, we just kind of explored. We 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 took a concept that Mookie had um, of actually a dream that he had, and we did our best to communicate enough to yank that out of his head and put it into reality. And I think it, according to him, we got pretty darn close. And you know, even if we even if it did offshoot a little bit, which of course you know it always does a little bit. Uh, we're all just so proud of it, and. Um, So check that out. Um, It's uh, Possibilities Music Video uh, by Baby in the 90s. You can find it on Vimeo.com slash Blue Cassette, Blue Cassette, Vimeo.com slash Blue Cassette and on Instagram at the Blue Cassette. Other than that, um, Launch Media, we do uh, mostly corporate and commercial work. Um, We do work for um, uh, a lot of healthcare. Mary Bird Perkins. Uh, we just did a, a whole campaign, a whole ecotourism kind of campaign for uh, West Feliciana Parish uh, that highlights um, road biking, mountain biking, kayaking um, it just it's a cool spot um, and so uh, yeah, if you're interested in getting you know getting something like that done for your business, I mean you know by all means hit us up. Um, we have a great demo reel they're about to release so you can find launch media. Uh, At Launch Media on Instagram, we also have a Vimeo uh, and a website, uh, launchmedia.tv.
0: I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, Taylor. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of you in many ways. One, that you are able to talk about your story, that you're able to be creative, follow your dreams and your career path, being able to assist other people and seeing their visions come to light. And that you're able to build relationships with with people who are closest to you. And obviously, you're going to build a, a big fan base at some point where people are going to be like, I love this guy for what he stands for. But you'll be clean and sober, you know, one day at a time that people will be able to appreciate you and you'll be able to appreciate these experiences as they come. So we're just glad that you, first of all, agreed to be on the show talking about your experience. I love talking to people from Louisiana as well, me being from the same state that it shows that we have not only amazing food, but we have great talent here as well. And so I'm just glad that you agreed to be on Black Hmm. Canvas, and hopefully in the future, I'll have you back to be on my second podcast, Space Between, where you'll be able to perform a lot of this music that you just mentioned that I heard already, but that I think a lot of people are needing to hear um, your amazing talent and what you bring to the world.
1: Man, thank you so much. I would love to perform and thank you so much for having this. This was truly a pleasure. I, I didn't know what to expect with this, but I very, very fun talking with you and I, I love spreading the
0: word. <laughs> That's what I'm talking I love it too. So let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you, Taylor, for being on Black Canvas, and I will talk with you soon. And we're gonna definitely have you back very soon.
1: Absolutely fantastic. Thanks so much, man.
0: Okay, have a great evening. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: i yeah.